0: Well, if you turn with me to Psalm 51, we be reading verses one through 15. Hear God's word. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge behold I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me behold you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean wash me and I shall be whiter than snow make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we again desire to praise you now with attentiveness to your word and so we ask that we would be teachable and also that our hearts would be prepared to praise you as we partake of the table of the Lord and and grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and we ask this in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, as we saw in verse 13, we are able now to teach uh, fellow transgressors, those around us, who are also sinners, we are able to teach them now the ways of the Lord. We're able to see conversions to the Lord because we have been restored ourselves and because uh, we are restored to the joy of our salvation and we are being upheld by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, the natural response uh, for being delivered is to be thankful for our deliverance and to be thankful to He who delivered us. Uh, not only privately, from our hearts, but publicly, as we are doing uh, this morning. Charles Spurgeon, in his pithy way, said, "'A great sinner pardoned makes a great singer.'" Meaning, as you understand how greatly you have been pardoned, you should sing aloud, that's the phrase that's used here. You should sing aloud, we should praise God. Uh, A great sinner pardoned makes a great singer. It doesn't mean the quality of your singing maybe, but your joy and your, your volume should sing that way. And then he said, sin has a loud voice and so should our thankfulness have. Amen. In verse 14, it says, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. And David was forgiven. He he was forgiven of a capital crime, actually. He was guilty of shedding blood. He didn't kill Uriah himself with his own hand, but he intended for him to be killed and by the Ammonites in that battle and he put him in a place that that would happen. And he did all this to hide his own sin, another sin, the sin of adultery. And so now he realized, I'm a murderer. And he cried out to pardon for, to the living God. And we see here that the result of deliverance is, in his life and in our lives, is that now we can tell others, we can sing aloud of the righteousness of the Lord in redeeming us by the work of Christ on the cross. And that we can sing aloud that we are considered righteous now by the righteousness of Christ imputed to us. That's the great exchange. His righteousness, He took our sin. He imputed, uh, we have His imputed righteousness. So this is another way that we can teach transgressors the way of the Lord and another way that sinners can be converted. We can declare with zeal our deliverance. We don't use those terms maybe deliverance, but that is exactly what we should proclaim to everyone around us. I have been delivered. We can make known who our deliverer is. He is the God of our salvation, it says here, and we can sing out, we can speak out about the righteousness, the perfect will and holiness of of our God. And so David in verse 15 asks the Lord to open his lips to enable him to speak to others. He wants to do that. He's able to do that now in in a different way and to speak and show forth the praise of the Lord. More and more, I believe that is what should come out of our mouths praise of God. It should be an awe and a thankfulness that we have been delivered from the penalty of our sin, from the burden of our sin. Now Paul, in in the book of Ephesians, uh, I was impressed by this request. He asked the Ephesians to pray for him, and this is the request. He asked them basically to pray that he would be more open and more bold of all people, the Apostle Paul. And he said in in chapter 6, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. This is the Apostle Paul, he seemed very bold to me. He's asking the Ephesians that he would be even bolder, even more uh, able to communicate the good news. And then there's the prophet Jeremiah. In the beginning, he didn't think he even could do this at all, but he did do it. And at one stage he said, uh, he was thinking essentially, uh, I I will not mention of him anymore because every time he did, he got thrown in a pit or he got beat up. He said, I will not mention, uh, make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But this is the conclusion. But his word was in my heart like a fire, like a fire, that a burning fire, shut up in my bones. And I was weary with holding it in. And I could not. In other words, he couldn't hold back the fire in his heart. He could not withhold the truth. And when he tried, it was like a fire. It was like an inner pressure uh, in his heart to speak. So he spoke. And he became wary of trying to hold it back, so he didn't hold it back. And may we also have this kind of burden, this kind of desire from the Holy Spirit, that we would pray like David here, O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. And of all seasons, this is a good time to do that. I mentioned earlier that in Japan, this season, where they're playing Christmas music everywhere you went in Japan, and you could ask somebody, do you know what these words mean? No, well, you could tell them right there. They had no idea what what it was about, but we could share the gospel freely at that time. We should do the same. And there are times I believe that sometimes I think we have to ask the Lord to uh, close our lips in a sense. Psalm 141.3 says, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. And that's usually when we're talking uh, more about ourselves or we're talking about others in a way that is not pleasing to God. We're talking, using corrupt words. Then we should have uh, our mouths guarded by the Lord, but when when it comes to praising the Lord God for his righteousness and for his deliverance, we need to ask him to open our hearts and our lips, to praise him at all times. He should be the center of our talk, not ourselves. Psalm 34 begins, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth or come out of my mouth. And so David says, "O oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. And showing forth means again to declare, just to say, just to speak, to make known something. And in this case, make known what we are, what we have, how we have been blessed. And we can do that every Lord's Day. We do that every Lord's Day. We are blessed to do this each Sunday where we are learning to sing aloud of the righteousness of the Lord and we're learning to show forth his praise in our worship through our words and our actions in every way, in how we sing, in how we listen, in how we act, uh, even in how we, our body posture, how we sit and how we stand and how we kneel. We are showing forth the praise of God. And to have open lips means we're ready, basically. We're ready to speak and, and declare the goodness of God. And we're prepared to please the Lord and we are disciplined in doing so. Certainly we can praise the Lord as we're led at the moment, in the moment, he leads us that way. And the Lord also is pleased when we prepare and when we discipline ourselves to praise him. We can do both. Psalm 107 says, "'Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, "'whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy.'" We have been redeemed, brothers and sisters, and we should say so here together, as we come to the table and anywhere. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. May we be thankful now and open in our praise as we remember the cost of our deliverance by our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Oh Lord, you indeed are our deliverer and the one who saves us. And so we should acknowledge that you alone have redeemed us and you are the one who is worthy of our praise and our thanks. O Lord, open our lips that we might show forth your praise. May our tongues sing aloud of your righteousness this morning and our hearts be able to express more our love for you. For we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Redeemer. Amen.